Welcome to the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode number five. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Today we're going to talk about floorball and how it relates to intramural sports, specifically on college campuses. Now this can relate into more physical education components to uh, to a college, but primarily we're talking intramural level, recreation-based levels that could then expand into club sport level, potentially even into varsity sport as it continues to grow and gain awareness and acceptance as a sport across the U.S. or even into North America. Currently, most uh, intramural sports that do offer a hockey-type program are using floor hockey, and floor hockey is a great sport. There's a lot of, uh, of, of fun to it and, and what it brings for those that, that like hockey but aren't quite you know, interested, either have access to a hockey rink or just the cost of playing hockey or, or you know, maybe they didn't grow up playing hockey but they loved hockey and this is an opportunity for them to play. One of the challenges that, that, I, that I've seen when I've played floor hockey specifically is uh, just the equipment the, the sticks I'm used to playing with, you know, a wood hockey stick and growing up playing you know, street hockey with my brothers and kind of goofing around uh, doing that. That's that's kind of what we did and what we, we really enjoyed doing. And when I went to college and had opportunities to play floor hockey, I loved it. But the main complaint for everybody was the equipment and the sticks that we were using at the time were really, uh, had a really soft flex to them. So you really couldn't get any kind of, um, power on the sh- on the stick and we also using a puck and the puck would bounce around because it was lightweight so it was hard to keep control the stick it was hard to control the puck and it just really wasn't that much fun because it limited what what you could do i understand that the main reasoning for some of this stuff is risk management we're talking about people that maybe are concerned about you know they think a stick sport and hockey and all this other stuff and they're, they're afraid of people getting hurt and sticks that are coming up and hitting people in the heads because we weren't using helmets or gloves uh, or anything like that, so we were just running around. And I get that from a, from a risk management liability standpoint, why uh, we're trying to do as far as the equipment, or they just thought this was going to kind of fix some of that stuff. What I found personally when I would play is that it made it a lot more difficult to to do what you not only wanted to do, but uh, you kind of got frustrated or put yourself in kind of a weird situation where you're having to bend so far over just to keep the, the shaft somewhat steady uh, to get a little bit of power on it. Um, and ultimately, it just it, it ended up being not that much fun personally. And, and I know when I've talked to a lot of other folks that they, that's kind of how they feel as, uh, as well. But, again, if there's no other options out there, there's no other options. So you either choose not to play or you play because it's, that's, what's, that's what's available. Now, when we talk about floorball and its ability to kind of fix some of those issues, uh, it also raises some other uh, challenges when you're, when you're starting to introduce it. So I worked with a group out of uh, Maryland called, at Salisbury University. It was a wonderful group of staff there that... They, they, they saw floorball as a way to, uh, to change up the game a little bit and take over their, their floor hockey program. And mind you, they had a pretty good-sized floor hockey program that was, was built out, and they were just looking for something different. So they gave a shot, and they, they reached out to me, and I, and I was able to kind of work with them and help them 
learn about floorball, learn basic rules, and, and learn enough to just get off the ground and get started. One of the things that they found initially was, uh, again, uh, uh, the educational piece where folks that showed up to play floor hockey that had always played floor hockey uh, didn't quite want to play floor hockey or wanted to play floor hockey but weren't interested in playing floorball. And I think the, the main reason was that was because they didn't fully understand what the game was. And so there was an educational piece to that that, that they had to learn and kind of figure out. Um, and give it a chance and actually go out and play it. And some did and some didn't. And one of the neat things that, uh, that kind of came out of, of that was uh, a, a collaboration between myself and, and their staff of just trying to help walk them through how to play the game, how to set it up, how to referee, how to do all the different components of it. Granted, you know, I'm on the West Coast, they're on the East Coast, and, and trying to figure out how do we bring this all together to make it successful. And so it, it started. It started off with some demos and getting people out and playing, and then they were actually able to kind of build that into a league. And what what transpired in the long term was, they were able to get some student advocates of the sport. And, and there were a couple people in particular that latched on to the sport and really became uh, excited and engaged in it. That they themselves wanted to continue to to learn about it, to grow it, and, and help build it out from there. So, so right off the bat, they were able to, to uh, secure uh, that, that kind of support, which is really great. And the other part they found was they allowed the equipment to be checked out, and they had students coming and, and checking out the equipment and learning and just wanting to get comfortable with it. Uh, they even had their, their field hockey team, uh, the women's team, coming out to, to, to learn and to engage in the sport. And... Uh, and really, it became uh, overall a really positive experience for the staff and for the students in their first year. And you know, that first year is really tough when you're trying to educate and build. Um, but then now, I think they have a good a good base to continue to grow and continue to build off of that and get more people in, engaged and involved. And from an intramural standpoint, one of the things that I have found with floorball in particular is that. It, it attracts or at least helps encourage women to play. And a lot of that is based on the rules and that it's, it's, it's aggressive but not aggressive. And, and you can't just uh, go after somebody. You can't go after their stick. You can't stick check. You can't stick lift. You can't go through their stick to get the ball. You can't, uh, you know, you can't body check or, or things like that. So it really it takes away a lot of the physical, physical nature of it and it becomes more of a technical sport. Uh, and, and that seems to uh, invite and, and appeal to more women uh, that, that do play sports. And, and that is a really helpful uh, piece to the, to, the, to the process of just, again, how do we continue as recreation professionals to engage a broader population, but specifically in the, in the women's side of things, and, and provide more opportunities and sports that are going to appeal uh, to what females and, and women are, are looking to to participate in now is floorball the answer i have no idea honestly at this point i don't know but i'm, I'm seeing a bit more engagement uh than in that floorball sport than i than i would see in some other sports that, that i offer or that other colleges are offering in particular so it we don't know but if as we continue to try we continue to engage we'll find out a lot more of that as as it continues to grow across across the u.s as a, as a whole. So that's really encouraging. And, and one of the things that, that I found when I did 
my my programming in particular is again anytime I want to start a new program and get it up again it's about the education it's about getting people aware of it setting up demos giving them opportunities to learn the game to play the game and, and then to build it from there and that's a really crucial component to it and then once they learn the game and they play the game then they become advocates for it and then they continue to help promote it and push it and get more people involved and and frankly just from a from a physical standpoint the sport is great if you're looking for a workout and, and you're going to run a lot so it's you know it's it's definitely more of an explosive speed type of a sport so your your energy level is definitely going to be high your your exercise is going to be right up there uh, which definitely appeals to, to to other groups so again you're looking for different sports that are going to appeal to to wider masses floorball definitely is one of those sports that can do that across the board and then when we look at cost in general, you know, twenty to forty dollars per stick that's going to potentially last you in here from one to five years. You know, I'd say one to three years is probably more, more the norm. Um, and the big reason because of that is because you can't stick check and you can't stick stick lift or slash or some of this other stuff. So that that helps. And then the overall wear on the the courts is is very minimal to none. So you can put it on a, on a uh, a wood court. You can put it on a, um, a TerraFlex or a Mylar or some of these other composite courts, and it's not going to damage the equipment. It's not going to damage the floor. So, you know, as a sport, as it continues to grow, I, I feel we're going to see intramurals become a little more engaged as they're looking for different sports, lower in lower impact sports, lower contact sports that engage a broader population. And with the growth of floorball as a world sports and working with international students on campuses and providing more, uh, more sports that engage them and, and things that they're looking to participate in, again, opens the door to more, more people, broader populations, and engages a broader community, which is a really a crucial component to collegiate recreation in particular. It's, it's kind of working with the entire community to provide and offer what is available to them. So as it continues to grow, I think we're going to see more and more uh, collegiate sports kind of start to, to dip their toe in and learn and, and grow. And with that, the education on the floorball side is in the community is going to continue to support that. And that's going to be another component is more education, more materials, more, more pathways for people to learn and grow in the sport is going to fuel that as it, as it continues to build. And then as those folks are a graduate, they're going to start jumping into and looking for leagues and, and other things that are maybe in the outside local community, and so that will help feed that. Or wherever they go, they're going to, to plug in and get involved as communities continue to, to pop up and, and grow floorball across the country. Um, but it's just going to take time. And I think that with the intramurals, once the intramural uh, rec leagues are up and running, then that will spawn the club league level. And then from there, it could potentially even build into the varsity sport levels. We're actually seeing it on at the same level we're seeing other sports. So it's just kind of an interesting uh, piece right now as it's continuing to grow. And some colleges are, are kind of seeing this sport as, you know, looking for something new, looking for something different. And, um, and we're seeing some more engagement on that level. And hopefully as it continues to grow, we're going to see more and more people not only become aware of it, but see the value that it has for their communities and then get creative on how they're using it in their space as well. So it's a really exciting time to just get more people involved and see the sport grow 
And then again, as that continues to grow, that will potentially feed into the other community programs as people graduate and, and working with, you know, kickball leagues and some of these other, um, you know, nonprofit and for-profit leagues that pop up around uh, around the country and in different communities. So it's it's definitely an interesting an interesting time to figure out how to how to build a, a newer newer sport and get get that community involvement and get that group building and then grow up from there. So. If you're interested in more information about floorball, please check out my website at www.floorballguru.com.